So several months back, I was down in San Diego um, at an event, and uh, one, one thing about me, ever since we started having kids, I've got a, a six-year-old, a three-year-old, and a two-year-old, um, I really stopped going to events. You know, I might go to an event every year or two. You know, I'm a part of a, a mastermind that I put on myself um, with other amazing entrepreneurs, and probably about half of them are real estate investors, and half of them are just other entrepreneurs who are doing amazing things. And um, we'd get together once or twice a year somewhere around the country, and and I'm a part of another mastermind that I pay for. Um, but other than that, I just really don't go to events a whole lot, guys and gals. But I was at an event, my first event in years down in San Diego. And the cool thing about it, one, one thing that I'm going to push myself on, and I want your guys' encouragement, but one thing that I'm going to push myself on uh, this next 12 months, this next year, is going to more events, mainly mainly so I can just meet with people, right? That was one of the most amazing things about going to this event and that I've always loved about events is just meeting with people. Now, especially as Carrot has just grown and grown and grown and grown where we have customers all over the United States, the most fun thing about going to that event in San Diego was not the event itself, but was a dinner that we had that we hosted for other Carrot members who could make it down there. I think we had 20 some odd Carrot members that were able to make it down all the way from L.A. and north of L.A. and Sacramento, all the way down to San Diego just for dinner. And uh, we treated, me and part of the Carrot team were there, we treated the, the customers to dinner there on the beach in San Diego. And a part of that dinner were two young brothers that I've been, you know, I've been, um, I've had the pleasure to get to know the last year and a half to two years as they've been growing with Carrot and just doing really, really well in their business, both with Carrot and their other type of marketing. Uh, the Justin Tiano brothers, and these guys are young guys. When I first connected with them, I'm going to butcher, but I think that they were 22, 23 years old, 24 years old around there, and um, they were working jobs, and they both wanted out of it, and they took the leap. They took the chance in themselves and um, dove into real estate investing, and they're in California, and they're going to talk about on this podcast a lot of things, how they took the leap, what mindset they had to take that leap. Um, from a full-time job to being an entrepreneur, you know, what are some of those highs and lows that they have? And there, there's, you know, there, there's some, some issues that they even have in their business right now as they're closing multiple deals a month um, and doing really, really well for themselves and helping their clients really, really well. There's problems that they're facing now in their level of business that they didn't face when they were just doing a deal every other month or a deal every month. And what are those problems and how are they going to overcome them? But one of the things I think you'll learn a lot from, in addition to everything else that they go over in this in this episode of the Carrot Cast, is they do the majority of their investing, the majority of their house buying and flipping and wholesaling in cities other than where they live. Okay, in order to do that, you have to have a system set up. You have to have processes set up. You have to have boots on the ground and people there to help you do the things that you can't do when you're not there. And they're going to walk you through how they are going out there and doing virtual wholesaling all over California from their small town or from their town that they live in. You know, how, how are they going out there and just crushing it, leveraging the web, um, you know, in towns like Bakersfield and Fresno and all over the state of California. So they can really cast the net wider because a lot of investors that we talk to, one of the biggest problems that they'll face is as the market gets more competitive, their lead flow goes down. So what are you going to do about it when your lead flow goes down if you're a business? And this, this is not just for real estate investors, not just for agents. You know, if you're selling chairs and more competitors come in the market, how do you differentiate yourself? How do you go get more business rather than just giving up and saying, oh my gosh, the market's going down and we go back and get a day job. 
okay? These guys walk you through what they did and how they went out there and chose different markets so they could cast their wider net so they are not just playing in one sandbox but multiple sandboxes and give their business a lot more consistency, a lot more predictability, a lot more reach so they can not have all their eggs in one basket in one market. All right, these guys are just in, in inspiration. I'm insanely happy to have them on this Carrot Cast as Carrot customers, friends, and also just fellow entrepreneurs going out there, making their impact on the world and loving it every second. So welcome on the call, uh, Justin Tiano Brothers. But before I let them talk, I always forget this, guys and gals. Like half the time, I say, welcome on. And then I remember, I got I to gotta tell you guys, you guys got to go over to CarrotCast.com. Go to OnCarrot.com, one of those, okay? And rate us, rate us on iTunes. If this is something you're getting value out of, if this is something you're enjoying, the best way that you can say thank you for that and really urge us on and encourage us to do more of these and encourage us to do more of the things that can help you and your business and the spot that you are in your business is give us a rating. Let us know how we're doing on iTunes, okay? That's also one of the things that the iTunes looks at and how they uh, and how they spread the podcast out to other people is the ratings. So the more ratings we can get, the more people can hear our message, the more people we can be a beacon of positivity and possibility for. So you can go out there and make your greatest impact, leveraging your business and leveraging real estate to do so. All right. So give us a rating. Let's know what we're doing right. Let's know what we can improve. And without further ado, the Justin Tiano brothers. Welcome on in guys. What we'll do is I'll schedule a time to have my handyman come through and, you know, bid out the house for me. That way I have a good idea of what repairs uh, I need to do. Hey, this is Trevor coming at you with another Carrot Cast. And I've got on the line today uh, two amazing investors out of California. And I've um, been acquaintances and actually had a chance to meet these two guys a few months ago down in San Diego. I was fortunate enough to uh, have dinner with them and a bunch of other amazing investors. And uh, they've always, I'm not just saying this because you guys are here, like literally there's there's a handful, more than a handful, but there's, there's, there's customers that we talk about internally on the team and in a good ways. And uh, you guys are always in those conversations. So it's, it's always a treat getting you guys on here. And, and, and part of it is your story. Part of it is that you guys are young guys and going out there and making stuff happening. Uh, happen and also it's just really cool being able to be a part of uh, you know seeing someone's journey from not quite the start but very close to the start to where you guys are going now and I can see you guys have amazing things in the future so I've got Josh and Adam Justin Tiano with me uh, from Quick Home Offers in California and we've got some really cool tips that they're going to be sharing with you today on um, a part of their business how they're doing some virtual wholesaling so those of you who are out there doing virtual wholesaling or wanting to do or if you are a very active investor and you're wanting to go into different markets, this is something that you can really leverage um, uh, technology, leverage better strategy, leverage relationships. We're going to show you some cool ways that, that these guys are finding people to help them in their virtual wholesaling so they don't have to actually go out and see properties. So they don't have to actually go out there and inspect the property or do the bids in the property. So if that explains anything you guys want to do that are listening to this, uh, hang on for this and uh, listen in. So... Uh, before we dive into those two quick tips, though, on uh, what what we call our their uh, their handyman secret for virtual wholesaling, and also um, the technology and how they make their offers when they're virtual virtual wholesaling when they're not there uh, actually meeting with the sellers when they're not, they're not there actually seeing the property. So we're gonna dive into those here in a second. But welcome on, guys, and uh, thank you guys for coming on the Carecast. 
Thanks for having us. So I, I gotta ask, is this so that background looks amazing back there? Is that like a green screen background where you guys are piping <laughs> that thing in or is that in your office? Or what 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 is the background? Where are you guys at? No, we're this is uh this is our office actually. That's dude, that's awesome. It's funny. I've seen so many videos where people literally like it's green they green screen in the exact background you guys have. <laughs> they, they wanna look cool and you guys actually have the background. So that's right. that's awesome. Um, so you guys have been investing for, uh, how long? So let's give a really brief history of who you guys are, what you guys do now. And, um, and then we'll dive into the quick tips. So how long have you guys been investing? Um, whereabouts is your market area? Cause you did mention you guys virtual wholesale and, um, you know, what is it that you guys are really excited about for this year? Uh, so, uh, we got, uh, our first, uh, our first deal, um, back in November of, 2013. Uh, so uh, we've been investing for like two and a half, going on three years now. So, um, and uh, in that time, we've I think we've done a little over 50 uh, transactions. So, um, so yeah, it's 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 been great working with my brother too. I know I know he likes working with me. <laughs> I cracked the whip. <laughs> it's good to work with family. Uh, you know, you can you really have someone you can lean on, which is you know very helpful. You need trustworthy. That's big, especially in this business. So that's definitely helped. Um, yeah, we've been been wholesaling for a couple of years. Do some uh, recently. We've been buying some uh, some rental properties. We closed on a, a duplex yesterday. Uh, picked up some units over the last couple of years, um, fix and flip. And, you know, now we're starting to get into some, uh, land and development and, um, that's what we're, we're looking forward to. So long time, long term, are you guys moving more and more into the buy and hold? Are you guys wanting to keep on wholesaling and kind of what's your strategy? I think the, the wholesaling and flipping is really just, um, just like a means to get to, you know, to, to generate some cash so that we can put that into some some buying holds. That's really what, what we're in it for. So. You know, I, I think that's, that's an amazingly um, important distinction there. Cause a lot of people will see wholesaling as the end all be all. It's like, okay, I'll be able to grow my business or leave my job or whatever it is. And you can scale a wholesaling business or a house flipping business. You totally can't. There's people doing huge amounts of revenue doing it. But like you guys mentioned, if you're not taking that cash flow. And investing it in something that's going to continue to grow, you just basically created yourself a job. And um, it's really cool seeing that you guys have that strategy for whatever period of time it is. This is your active cash flow coming from wholesaling and virtual wholesaling, like we're going to get into here in a second. And then you're taking that active cash flow and putting it into passive cash flow uh, vehicles. So uh, just everyone listening, that's an amazing strategy. And make sure you do have an end game beyond wholesaling. Where are you going to put that money? Besides just buying milk and buying that car and buying whatever, how you can use that to set yourself free. So uh, it's amazing, guys. You guys are down in California and the virtual wholesaling side. So where do you live and kind of where would you guys consider your 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 market area? Uh, how, how far away from where you guys live will, will you guys consider buying a house? Um, so uh, we live in uh, Ventura County, so Thousand Oaks area. Um, but we uh, do most of our transactions in uh, Bakersfield and Fresno, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we've done a couple in in, in uh, Lancaster, Palmdale, Antelope Valley area. Um, and we're just we're actually just starting to invest closer to home now too. So, but uh, but most of our stuff is um, 
Probably, uh, what? how far is Bakersfield? It's about two, about two and a half, three hours. I'd say about three hours. And, and then Fresno is probably about four hours away. Yeah, okay. three and a half, four hours, yeah. So for, first quick tip here, guys. So so people who are in, 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 those of you who are watching this the first time and listening to it the first time, the whole aim with these, with these calls is to introduce you to some amazing investors and give you some quick tips that are working really, really well, well in their business that you can go and implement in your business. If you want to hear the whole story, about Josh and Adam, we actually have a case study uh, on our website that dives into their story more, their online marketing stuff and what they're doing there. But today we're going to be focused on virtual wholesaling. So the first quick tip here, how do you guys determine, um, and I'm throwing this one on, we did not talk about this one earlier because it just popped up in my head. How do you guys determine um, what cities to go in and focus on with your wholesaling? So you guys live in Ventura County, Thousand Oaks area. How did you guys choose, let's say, Bakersfield? How did you guys choose Fresno and, and the other markets you're going after? Well, uh, originally, the reason why uh, we chose Bakersfield and Fresno was um, I think that we can get a higher volume of transactions. So the the, the game was, was I, I want to quit my job. He wanted to quit his job. In order to do that, it couldn't just be like one big chunk of cash and then your drive for, you know, however long this, this was more of like a, it's maybe some, you know, it, it's easier to get deals in, in, in those areas because they're lower price points. So that was the original reason why it was because we can create more of a consistent uh, deal flow in those areas. That, and that's huge. So consistency and deal flow, the price points, which of course helps set that consistency. Cause if you're at $500,000, million dollar price points, the deal flow is going to be lower Exactly. Which doesn't create the consistency. That's so that's huge right there. So anyone who's looking at expanding your 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 marketplace or doing virtual wholesaling, figure out what your aim is. You know, or if you're aiming for consistency, find a market that gives you that consistency and a lot of deals or a good consistent flow of deals that you can churn and make profits on versus that one hit every six months. That's huge, huge, huge uh, a tip right there. Are you guys were you guys doing anything else to to try to, try to determine? whether a market would give you consistent uh, leads or are there certain prices for houses you're looking for in those markets? Is there certain, um, you know, trend, uh, what, what are you guys looking for in those markets? Population, can we look for? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, population came into play, but also resource-based jobs. So um, in Bakersfield, well, I mean, you know now that, uh, that oil's down. So, but there was oil, there's agriculture, there's also logistics, a lot of logistics there. And the same thing with Fresno, there's a lot of ag, um, and uh, there's a lot of logistics there. It's very centrally located in California, Um, and uh, there's a large population in Fresno, a pretty big-sized population in Bakersfield, so that definitely came into play as well. Awesome. So we're talking blue-collar worker, blue-collar jobs, average-sized houses, average average, um, purchase prices. So that's a huge (laughs) tip right there, guys and gals, so make that note, um, everyone watching. Resource-based jobs, too, because you can't pick up resource-based jobs gotcha. and move them somewhere else. It, they have to be, they're, they're there. The resources are there. You can't pick those up and move them. So I like it. I like it. So next quick tip on the virtual wholesaling, you guys mentioned yet, you guys have a pretty cool strategy going on, going on on how you're able to not have to go visit houses now. And Adam, you mentioned you haven't seen a house in was it eight months or something like that. Yeah. So what are you guys doing to make it to where you can wholesale or flip houses in other markets without you physically being there, seeing the house, or even talking to the seller in person now? 
Well, uh, it, it all comes uh, first. It starts with, obviously with the lead. So whether it be on carrot or other marketing avenues, um, you know, we'll, we'll go through with the seller, um, let them know our process, uh, vet the deal. Um, if it looks like it might pencil out, we soft pass them. Uh, say, hey, look, based on you know the, what you've been telling me about the condition and market conditions will be between X and you know Y. If that sounds like that's something that can work for you. What we'll do is I'll schedule a time to have my handyman come through and you know bid out the house for me. That way I have a good idea of what repairs uh, I need to do. So from there I call a handyman. I have one in my pocket usually in, in a few of the markets that we're in, which is you know it can work anywhere you know in the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, you call a local handyman off Angie's list, whatever it may be. You let him know, hey, um, I'm doing a couple. I, I buy property in the area, you know maybe one or two a month. Um, and if you can go look at these, I'll pay you per house. Not only that, but if I get, if I buy the property, you know, I can give you a job as well. So they're, they're, or, or referrals too. Or referrals, yeah, yeah. which they're very happy to do. Um, so we send the handyman over there. Of course, you know, you, you want to make sure that, you know, he's a professional and he's not just some, some random guy off the street. So, you know, you got to vet the handyman as well. Um, but we send him over there. He takes pictures for us, you know, gives us a bid. Uh, then we have a good idea of what's going on. Uh, we make the offer uh, to the seller, and um, from there, if, it, if it's acceptable, um, you know, we'll go ahead and you know put in a written offer. Now, what I do want to say is, is the this is the best way to find good handymen. Is I don't go to the first page of Google. <laughs> I go to the second page, and then usually those guys are a little bit less busy. They tend to be older, and you want to find somebody who's Old, like a little bit older, and has been has gr either grown up there or lived there a very long time, uh -huh. because they know all the value lines. Like this street is, you cross this street over here, you're in a different neighborhood. Hmm. Uh, you know th these people, uh, especially if they live there a long time, that is gold. They are a gold mine of information where it can cut your learning curve from a year to just, I mean, one or two transactions just talking with them. I mean, you can get a pretty good understanding. That's, that's a really cool tip. So go to, go to page two in Google, and, and there's there's some really good information kind of under, underlying in there that, that make that work. Obviously, if the person, and especially if they have a really bad-looking website, like literally, if they have a bad-looking website, they're probably, like you said, they, they're probably not very techy. They might yep. be older or what, whatever it is. So as long as they're a good handyman, and, and like I said, they know the area, that's amazing. So what are you guys paying if you guys don't want me asking, what do you guys pay a handyman to go out there and, and look at a property? Um, anywhere from about thirty-five dollars, about fifty dollars. So, uh, for you know, that saves me some money for gas, time. You know, I'm able to work on other deals as well. So, I, I'd say I don't. You know, we generally about a fifty bucks. And, and, and sometimes we do give a, a bonus for close. Like if they if they if we close that transaction. Uh, you know, we might give them a bonus of maybe just send them a check for a hundred bucks. You know, they, they they always like that. I mean, it's, it's a nice surprise. So, yeah. so they're going out there. Are they taking pictures for you guys? Are they, do they have a sheet that you guys are giving them to fill stuff out or do they have their own sheet? Kind of what, what do you guys, what, how do they get the information back to you guys? Well, uh, they take pictures, uh, you know, and I just, uh, just, Hey, you know, what does it need, uh, to look like, you know, just maybe give them a picture of a comparable property and say, hey, just take pictures of everything that needs to be changed out to make it look like this. Oh, cool. Or, um, you know, uh, you know, also there's some questions that they, you know, need to ask, like what kind of plumbing is it? And, you know, 
make sure you get a picture of the roof and all that. So the big ticket items as well. Are they actually coming up with, with replacement costs for stuff or are they just giving you the list and you guys go out there and find the replacement costs for stuff or repair costs? Uh, they might be able to give us a general idea, but there's a great tool. Um, shoot, you know what? I'm going to have to send you the link because I forgot what the, I think it's homeadvisor.com yeah, it is. where, uh, you can type in your zip code and, and if you go through your, your bid sheet, they'll tell you what you got to replace and all this. Um, you can get the average price for that replacement in that, in that neighborhood. Now, the, the thing to remember is if you're wholesaling, a rehabber is going to be a little bit below that cost because they, you know, they just, they have connection. They know how to, they know how to get things done cheaper. So yeah. it's going to be a little bit on the high side, but it'll be generally about where it is. So that's awesome. So that's a huge tip right there, guys. And guys, so if you're looking at uh, doing investing in other markets, you got to have someone on the ground. you definitely got to have someone on the ground. Here's an amazing tip for finding a handyman. Uh, go to Angie's list, go to page two, Google, whatever it is. And you guys are listening to the other tips that the, Josh and Adam gave you as well. So uh, a third one here. So once you guys, let's say you find a property, the handyman gave the information, you guys decide you, decide you want to make an offer, you make an offer. Um, how are you guys making the offer and actually put it under contract as a virtual wholesaler? Are you guys, um, are you emailing them the contract? Are you faxing it? Are you mailing it, doing all the above? Um, are you physically talking on the phone with the seller then about the agreement? Um, and, and kind of how does the logistics of that all go down? So, yeah, once, once we have a firm figure of what the repairs costs are, we'll call them, uh, we'll make a formal offer. Um, and if, if that's acceptable, say, Hey, you know, based on this, you know, we can do X amount of dollars, a hundred thousand dollars. Let's just say, Oh, great. You know, then I say, okay, you know, what's, what's, you know, what do you have any, I usually do email. It's quick. It's easy. Um, it, we deal with a lot of older people as well, so they don't do emails. So I either uh, uh, mail, um, fax, whatever's really easier for them. Um, and, I, and once they get the agreement, I always, I always su would suggest to go over it with them just so they feel more comfortable about it. Um, and then you know, once they get it, we go over it with them. They either email it back, uh, mail it back, fax it back, whatever it may be. Um, if you're mailing something. Always put an extra envelope and another stamp for them, yep. so they, they don't have to go. It's, it's, you want it as convenient as it can be for yep. them. Um, once we get it back, you know, we send it into escrow and uh, and just kind of, you know, like I said, make everything convenient for them as well. So, are you guys using anything uh, for digital signature? Like, if you're emailing the contract, is it straight up a PDF that they have to print off, sign, scan, get back, or is it digital signature? No, um, I, I I haven't actually tried a. Um, Do, what is it, DocuSign or yeah, yeah. anything like that? I mean, that would probably be a good thing to to try and do. But honestly, I've never never tried it. I mean, that, that's probably a good idea to try. And if you guys aren't having the issue of getting it back, well, that's awesome. I don't no, know. Yeah, not really. With my, no. With my personal experience with me, dude, it takes days for me to print something off, sign it, scan it. It's not that it's hard. It like it might take four minutes to do, but. Um, it's the whole process of physically having to do that. And, uh, <laughs> hey, well, hey, if they're a motivated seller, they're gonna they're gonna print it out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So yeah, I mean, the, the digital signature may honestly scare them more than anything. Who knows? I know a lot of people use it, but I, I was just kind of curious to, to whether you guys are using that or just you know old school. We might, we might test that out so, though. It might be a good. Idea. Yeah. Cool. So on that, uh, so it doesn't sound like it's anything crazy complicated, but it's it's just. Cool having the right information, making them a clear offer, hopping on the phone with them for sure. So they have that personal connection with you, a real person 
walking them through the offer so it's there in front of them. You guys have it there. And and then getting the, the, the contract over to them in the way that they can best get it back to you. Mail, fax, email, what have you. And then you go from there. So I know there's a lot more to your guys' business. You know, with these quick tips, we only have about five minutes per. And I think you guys dropped some you know, three amazingly um, effective and simple to implement tips for people that are going to completely remove bottlenecks for them. If you're an advanced investor, which is what we focus on, what we call the high achieving investor, someone who's already making a lot of their income, if not their full-time income from real estate, one of the ways that you can expand your business is by going into different markets. You know, we talk to other investors who are finding in one market, which is their normal home market, they're having a tough time. So one way to do that is to expand to other markets. Is to you go out there 100 miles, 200 miles, 300 miles, whatever it is, as long as you can set up those systems like having someone to see your property, be able to tie up a contract without having to talk, talk to the person in, in person, face-to-face, and everything that goes around that. And of course, sell your properties, which that's, that's a time for another call uh, someday on how to sell properties virtually, which I've been not involved in a purchase and sale of yours, but I've seen behind the scenes at least how some of it happens. When you can't find a deal, you reach out to relationships and, and see what you can find. You close that deal. You just hustle and make sure it works. So uh, that's a time for another call potentially. But I appreciate the heck out of you guys coming on this call. Last question. And I'm going to get out of here and go to my daughter's t-ball practice. But well, what are you guys reading right now? Uh, I'm always really curious. You guys can see behind me. That's one of my bookshelves. Uh, that's not the only one that I've got. But what are you guys, what are you guys reading right now? And um, who are you guys following? Who, who, who are you guys following CEO-wise? So we just actually moved into this office. So I don't. I have all my books in my shed. But I am actually. <laughs> I am actually reading. Uh, where is it? Uh, this here. So oh. professional. Looks really like a rousing read too. I'm sure it's insanely good though. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's really detailed. It's um. It's a. It's a. It's a textbook. I forgot what um, college they use this at, but uh, there's some really good stuff in here. It's it's kind of a dry read, but I, I like it. Um, and then uh, I read. Um, I have Audible on my phone, mm-hmm. so I read. Uh, I listen to two books a month, and um, right now I'm listening to uh, Z- uh, Zero to One by Peter Thiel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm sure you've heard of that. It's before. a great book, man. Great. Yeah. So. I like it. And then who are you guys following? Uh, do you have do you have a, do you have a CEO, a leader somewhere that you're following that, that you're kind of inspired by? Not maybe not a CEO. I, I like Sam Zell. Sam Zell is a CEO actually, but yeah. uh, I like him. He's he's really really insightful, and uh, you know he's um, very smart. He's a lawyer. He's he's a good guy to listen to. So Sam Zell, I would say. Uh, I'm, I probably listen to, um, or at least read what he has to say. So I like it. Adam. <laughs> Sounds cliche, but I, I, I really connect with Richard Branson. I, yeah. he's a, I'm a surfer. He's a wind surfer. He, he does a lot of great humanitarian work. I'm, I'm big in that. That's something I definitely want to get into in the near future. Uh, very sharp man. You know, he's got hundreds of businesses, um, and you know, he's just, he's a sharp, he's a sharp tack. So I, I, I like to follow him. I love it, man. I'm with you on that one too. So guys, amazing having you on here. Keep crushing it. Get settled into that new office um, and and, uh, enjoy. And thank you guys for coming on the CareCast. All right. Thank you. Awesome, guys. Thank you. If you guys want to learn more about or partner with them on deals, look them up online, quickhomeoffers.com. And uh, especially if you're in one of those areas, um, it'd be a good idea to partner with them. If If you're a serious buyer 
connect with them. If you're a tire kicker, if you've never done a deal, sit back until you've done that and then connect with them. So um, thank you guys for, for coming on and have a great week. Yep, thank you. Hey, see you guys.